Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice, is now available in electric. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice, all yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I am Ahmed Fareed. First time here, first time in the man cave. So we have pretty good studios at NBC Sports. I mean, the Premier League studio, which I've been in, I've been locked in that like the last five days. Huge TVs in there. Huge TVs in the background, uh, everywhere. And it's like, I've never seen a studio like that before. So I walked into that, I was intimidated. I walk in here, we have basketball courts. We got helmets everywhere. And then I just saw this. My favorite player of all time. I'm from Michigan. Barry Sanders signed jersey on the wall. Are you going to try to take it? Can I have it? Is it like a parting gift? Ooh. Like You don't need it. I don't know. Dan doesn't give stuff up very much. You can't see it. You really can't. It's like off camera. So uh, honestly, you probably wouldn't even miss it. You know, he, Dan's got a long history of Barry Sanders going back to the draft. He interviewed them and, uh, and he, he talked to him like the day he retired and they've got a long history. Uh, he was, you know, as a Lions fan growing up, you had very few things to be happy about. There really were. I mean, you might have, like, Eric Kramer was our best quarterback. And, like, no one knows who Eric Kramer is, but he was, like, my best quarterback growing up. And Barry Sanders was that guy. It's like, we're not making the playoffs. We're probably not even going to get close. But we have Barry Sanders, who has the most exciting one-yard runs of anyone in NFL history. But the problem was it was like that was most of his run, right? No, it's like in some games that was it. They were super cool. I loved Barry. I loved him. Studio is... So I was going to say, like, the Premier League studio is intimidating because it's got the TVs. This is intimidating. This is, this is big. But I, I mean, how long did it take to get all this stuff? Wow, that's a big question. Uh, yeah. I believe a lifetime, I think. <laughs> <laughs> about half the stuff in here is just from Dan's attic that we took when we moved. And we, yeah. we opened this studio about two years ago on TV. And uh, if you look around, there, there'll be like a pair of socks and they're Arnold Palmer socks, <laughs> you know, or there's like a helmet from, you know, Robert Griffin. Uh, it's kid. So we have three hours, right? We can spend the whole three hours. Just, I'm just like looking around, looking at the book covers. Um, we do have three guests, though. 
today and three really good guests. And a couple of them I know really well. Uh, Matt Mayoko. I used to work with him out in the Bay Area. I was out in San Francisco for about uh, five or six years. Uh, he's covered the 49ers for ever. We're a week away from the draft. And the 49ers really do have one of the most interesting picks in the draft. Because I think a lot of people think Trevor Lawrence going number one, obviously. You got Zach Wilson going number two. Number three, who's going number three? I do a podcast at NBC Sports with Chris Sims, who, by the way, when you guys ask me, you go, who do you want on the show? I was like, all right, let's get someone to talk Premier League. Let's get Chris Sims on the show if we can. And then I'm watching Tuesday. There's Chris Sims on the show. <laughs> Rebecca Lowe's on the show two days before I get here. I was like, you stole my ideas. You took them. Took them from me. You just blocked you at every, every turn. <laughs> Everyone that you had planned to talk to was previous guest. No, it's good. We got, we got uh, Robbie Earl. Talking, uh, talking to Premier League, so we did get one of my friends there. But yeah, Matt Mayoko will break down kind of what the 49ers are going to do with the number three pick. And it really does. And there's been so much debate on, on what they should do, what they could do, who is the better quarterback. Because clearly, you have the flashy, can do it all, run, throw, new age quarterback out of the Kyler Murray, Josh Allen mold, and Justin Fields, or maybe Trey Lance, if you like him a little bit better. And I get that, but I, like I said, do a podcast with Chris Sims, who loves Mac Jones, loves him, and a lot of people in the NFL love him too. Paulie, you worked out there for a while. You know the Niners, and, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo is twenty nine years old. Yeah, twenty seven touchdowns was in the Super Bowl and was a, a maybe two first downs away from having a Super Bowl ring. Is it premature to get rid of them? Is obviously they're going in a different direction. That's a great question, right? What changed? Nobody's talking about that. That is, is it premature? What changed? Because they spent a second round pick on him, and he was their new quarterback. Because all the talk before that was Kirk Cousins going to come here at some point. Kirk Cousins it was like, well, that's not going to happen. Let's get our guy then. And that guy was Jimmy Garoppolo. And I will be so interested to ask Matt what happened there. What what changed over this past year, McLovin? He only doesn't Jimmy G only play six games a year at a certain That's point when you're looking part at of it. a ten year window, maybe they don't think he's durable. And part of it too, I wonder, you're right. You need a guy who's durable and can be there. And they have seen how the whole season, every NFL team sees how every season it can all fall apart if you lose your quarterback. I wonder if Jimmy G can still stay. There are some people that say no, you you cannot keep him. He's gotta go. He makes a lot of money. But I think that's a good way to convince him, hey, Jimmy G, you make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money over there just as well. We might need you. I don't know. I'm going to pick uh, Matt's brain about that. But I- I'm fascinated with Mac Jones. And, and one, of the, one of my pet peeves is right around this time of year, we get drunk on some draft value. Do you know what I mean, Paulie? It's like, it's like if Mac Jones goes number three, that's crazy. He doesn't have a strong enough arm. That's a bus-type pick. But if Mac Jones goes mid first round, end of the first round, great pick. He's accurate quarterback. He can make all the plays. That's a good spot to have Mac Jones. It's like we're talking about two different humans here. If the Dan always says this, if the Bears had taken Mitch Trubisky in the first pick of the second round, then he would have been a really nice quarterback and a nice value and not expensive. <laughs> Remember Andy Dalton? I think he, yeah. he McLovin. He was a second rounder, right? High second rounder. He was a really high end production guy for a second round. Yeah, Dan's big one was Reggie Bush. If Reggie Bush had been a second rounder, he'd be have a nice little career. Yeah. But he was, I think, the second overall pick. It's a different story altogether. 
And I get it with Mac Jones. He's not flashy. He doesn't look great in or out of a uniform. You know, it's like, <laughs> I get it. So, um, but he, he's highly successful in that one year at Alabama. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, we do have the, the death of the Super League. We're going to make sure it's still dead, right? The Super League, it was born. I was there. I was sitting on set with Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto and doing the Premier League show on Sunday. And our producer in my ear, Adam, goes, goes, hey, I think we got to talk about this Super League thing. It's kind so of seeming it, like it a big broke deal. when you guys were on the air. It broke 100% when we were on the air. And it was during halftime of our game. And I, we go, okay, we'll mention it because the New York Times had just come out with a big story on it that this is happening. And Robbie Earl was a little skeptical because he's like, we've heard this before. It's like, we've heard Super League. We've been hearing this for 10, 20 years. All these big clubs are going to get together in Europe. But there was something really different about this. And we did see it because all the clubs made the formal announcement that had never been done before, that we are joining this big European football league. And so Robbie and, and Robbie, the two Robbies, were despondent almost. Because we're talking, you know, top four. This win could get this team into the top four. West Ham's in there. Chelsea's trying to get in. And, that, and then they get done saying that and they go, does that even matter anymore? Because top four normally gets you into the Champions League. But is the Champions League even going to be around? So they understood in the moment what that would mean to the Premier League and the second tier teams and the other leagues. And I mean, is that what happened there that they went too big too soon and the reaction was overwhelming? They didn't. They should have consulted the two Robbies (laughs) or any other football fan, you know, and and part of me is like, I get it right. You want to have the biggest clubs playing each other all the time. If in the Premier League, we didn't have Manchester City, Manchester United playing twice a year or Arsenal, Tottenham playing twice a year, we'd say, what are we doing? We should, that, those teams should be playing all the time. And so I get it from the owner's standpoints of like Real Madrid and Manchester City. What we've played maybe three times in the past 20 years. I don't know. You'd have to look at it. If you, if you happen to meet in the Champions League, that's basically the only time you're going to play some of those big European clubs from other countries. So I get it. But it was just the structure there is so different. And it's, it's what they hold on to. These smaller clubs can rise up in that idea. Even if they never do, they could. I'd be curious to know from Robbie Earl where this is going to be in five years or 10 years, right? Because like you said, the concept has been rumored for 10 or 20 years. And it's clearly not going away. Because mm-hmm. last I saw Real Madrid and Barcelona were still in. <laughs> Just odd. Um, but so what happens in five years, say, like the economic fallout of all this, right? Or even of COVID, right? That every sports franchise is dealing with. What happens in five or 10 years from now where the Super League or the European League is still very much on the table? Because the big clubs are still going to want an ownership of some of those biggest tournaments out there. They're still going to want to guarantee profits and guarantee their valuation. And I do think some of this may be. All the sports leagues, honestly, every business around the world this past year has seen where they are vulnerable. They see where their business is vulnerable. If it all goes away and we have another pandemic, boom, this is where we're vulnerable. This is where we could have some trouble. And so I don't doubt that the football world saw that and said, wow, we have invested millions and billions of dollars into some of these clubs. And we just saw in a year how it could all go away. Let's try to think of a different way to make this structure. And Yes. Um, so I, we'll see if that if that can happen. Um, NFL, some rule changes proposed, actually voted on and are going to happen. Nothing major in the NFL, um, but 
we do have some interesting new rules. we got Ben Volan on from the Boston Globe, senior writer. We'll talk about some Patriot stuff. Um, they didn't get my, my favorite rule of the no onside kick anymore, but oh, you get Oh, you want to eliminate. I want to, I would, I'd be open to it. As you'll find out in these three hours, I'm open to some crazy changes. They might turn out to be terrible, and then I'll say they weren't my idea. But I'm always open to some crazy changes. What about the uh, overtime spot and choose that got shot down yesterday where the teams, we talked about this like a month ago, where the team who wins a coin flip gets to decide who gets the ball and where. You, that whole, it's very complicated. Yeah. I or you can get... say like the other team gets the ball at the 20. I, I didn't get the benefit of it. So one team would pick the spot on the field where the ball would be. Right. And the other team would say, all right, we want to be offense or defense. Right. So <laughs> wouldn't that just, you'd end up putting it on the 25 every time or 35, your own, right? It's like name that tune, name that yard line. Yes. Like we're going to go the 35, we'll go the 38. I know, but it would be like Wheel of Fortune. You know how Wheel of Fortune turned into R-S-T-N-L-N-E. Wait, oh, not yeah. two N's, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And so everyone just kept doing that. So then we'll go, all right, we'll just give you those letters and now give us three extra letters. So Wait, I think, is that that's what's on Wheel of Fortune now? I haven't seen the show in years. They give you R S N L T. Yes, I, no, I haven't watched it in a few years. But last time I watched it, you're right. R S N L T and E, and then you you get at least another two consonants in a vowel or three consonants in a vowel. It's like almost half the alphabet is uh, already picked. Exactly. So everyone would go up there. This is the final right at the end. R S T L N E, and then. Pat Sajak and Vanna got sick of it, and they go, all right, we'll give you those. And, and it's, we, we got to be at least 15 years into them doing that. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I haven't watched that show in at least a decade, and they did it then. So, yeah. <laughs> why, why, why would they give you letters? I know it's obvious. It's a new thing they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Does the Price is Right give you the first two numbers of the uh, how much the refrigerator costs? Think, what else is happening out you there? You think Bob Barker's still the host? Bob's not. <laughs> He's gone. Wait a minute, what? Uh, yeah. So, but wouldn't it be like that? Like every NFL team would figure out the yard line that's optimal, and that that would be it every time. And then I guess it's just the other team if they trusted their offense or their defense more. But you said you were into crazy rule changes. I know. And but, that's a crazy rule change. But I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get the benefit of that one. The onside kick one is interesting to me because I, that proposal, right, is that you would have, instead of an onside kick, you have a fourth and 15 from like your own, what was it, 25 or something like that. So your own 25, fourth and 15. If you get it, you just keep going. Drive as usual. If you don't get it, the other team gets the ball right there. Oh, so if it was an incomplete pass right at the line of scrimmage, or if you get 10 yards, they get it there on the field. And I thought that was going to pass because onside kicks have become, uh, no one recovers onside kicks anymore. Well, they got a couple of years ago, they got rid of the run-up. So they, I think it was down to, it was 4% a couple of years ago. I think it was down to 2% of onside kicks are recovered. And I think it was something even less of teams winning after they recovered the onside kick. So even in the rare cases where a team would get the onside kick, they didn't win the game. They might go to overtime. Um, so I was intrigued by this because, okay, this gives teams an alternative. But I think what happened with that rule and why teams are reluctant to accept it is it does seem to favor the teams that have a quarterback, that have an offense. If you're the Bears and you have Mitchell Trubisky, 
you're probably saying, no, I don't know that I want to do the <laughs> the fourth and the fourth and fifteen. So we're going to talk about all this with Ben Volan, who has been all over it for the Boston Globe. Talk a little Patriots with him as well. Robbie Earl, my friend and colleague over at NBC Sports on the death of the Super League, and maybe Paulie, if something like this and Seton could ever happen again. Uh, we're going to get into MLB uniforms. And that's going to be the hot-button topic of the show because <laughs> Paulie has some opinions that I cannot stand behind. You're a West Coast guy, so I'm going to save it. Mm-hmm. But I thought you'd be with me. Okay. And uh, speaking of the West Coast, Matt Mayoko, my friend at NBC Sports Bay Area, talking 49ers, the key to the draft. This is the Dan Patrick Show, 8773-DP-SHOW. Email at dp at danpatrick.com, at show on Twitter. We're live on Peacock all across the country, Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck.
The all-electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is luxury and innovation on a truly magnificent scale. It's not just the flagship of the Mercedes-Benz electric lineup. It sets a whole new standard for all luxury electric vehicles. You're going to marvel at this epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen featuring self-upgrading next-generation AI and a beautiful, intuitive interface for both driver and front seat passenger. You'll experience next-level comfort in an exquisite spacious, near-silent cabin that makes this flagship feel more like you're piloting a spaceship. And you'll appreciate the graceful aerodynamic design that almost completely eliminates drag for an outstanding operating range of up to 350 miles on a single charge. The EQS is an object lesson in just how far electric mobility has come. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Take a test drive. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQS. Are you guys in favor of a full Sky Judge replay umpire who can call the plays on the field from the booth without even... Right now, they sort of went in a middle ground where he can influence the officials on the field. He can call down. But would you like to have an official who is in the booth 100% of the time and can call pass interference if he wants to? Yes or no? What if it just moves that way completely? You have no on-field officials. It's just all the big eye in the sky. We can see better sometimes anyway that way. That'd be horrendous for the officials who work out all year to get their arms jacked to be in those tight uniforms. What would they do with their arms? They couldn't show them off anymore. Good call. You'd have to get a camera in the replay booth and even tighter tees, McLovin. Yeah. Oh, the other poll was, what would you do? If you ran the San Francisco 49ers at number three, and I would throw in, by the way, you could have Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, the three quarterbacks, or how about you take Kyle Pitts? I know you traded up and you wouldn't Mm. trade up, but if you ran San Francisco, how about Jimmy G throwing up Kyle Pitts? It's funny because a a lot of 49er fans say, if you're going to do that trade, you got to know who you're going to pick. And then you tell them, well, I think they might pick Mac Jones. They go, you got to be able to change your mind. You can't get stuck on one guy. <laughs> um, so we'll see. We'll talk to Mac Mayoko about uh, what the 49ers are going to do. But let's welcome in Ben Volen from the Boston Globe, senior NFL writer. Hello, Ben. Uh, thanks for taking time to talk to us here today. I, re- I re- read your story about uh, the rule changes. So let- just right off the bat here, what do you think the the rule changes that – should get us most excited for this coming season. Doesn't seem like anything major, but what what would you say? No, they, they really didn't try to do anything major, especially in a COVID year. They didn't want to, you know, rock the boat too much. But I, the most interesting thing is adding these responsibilities to the instant replay judge, and they're they're towing a line very very carefully here. Uh, you can tell it's it's like a half measure to appease the coaches who want less pressure on them to have to challenge and the coaches just want the calls to be made right. And there's a lot of people in management and the competition committee, the ownership level who aren't very comfortable with the idea of the instant replay official having sway, you know, on officiating and throwing a flag from the booth and let's slow everything down to the nanosecond and frame by frame to see if there should have been an offensive holding call. So this is kind of like a half measure that I think some people inside the NFL are viewing a little skeptically because it is taking them to another threshold that they don't usually like. They, they did that for a year when they uh, allowed instant replay to be reviewed and they hated it and they got rid of it. So um, this is kind of a measure to make the coaches happy. John Harbaugh from the Ravens and the, the coaches subcommittee uh, were the ones who really pushed this rule. And so they're, they're making them happy, but 
they're also kind of towing the line. And I think there are a lot of people skeptical of allowing the replay official to have too much influence. Is it almost to prevent the disasters, like the big egregious missed call, um, just the the big play? They don't want because I almost feel like I've seen uh, officials over the past couple of years, and I don't know how much communication is between New York and on the field, but you know, dressed as officials, they come out with the the earpiece in. It seems like there is some communication already going on, but is this going a little bit further, Ben? No question, it's going a lot further. And I think uh, the, the thing that Rich McKay, who, who's the chairman of the competition committee, he's the Falcons president, what he said yesterday is they're only al- going to allow the replay judge to view objective things. What Did a guy step on a line? Was the ball over the goal line? Things that you would think would be objective, although anyone who's watched football knows there's a lot of gray area uh, in a lot of that stuff. Interestingly, this proposal would not fix the Saints uh, defensive pass interference call from the NFC Championship a few years ago, because that's a that's a judgment call. That's a penalty. This is only for very objective things. Did the guy step on the sideline? Did he complete the catch? Did the ball hit the ground? So I, they're, they're trying to finesse it, and we'll see how it works this year. But um, I think certainly this is something to appease the coaches. Clearly, they don't want to have to challenge anymore. They want the decision taken away from them. Uh, so I think the NFL, you know, in a best case scenario, this helps get the calls right, but it doesn't take away from the powers of the officials on the field. But we'll see how it works, you know, in reality of the other rules, Ben, what was most interesting to you? I mean, it, they're all kind of boilerplate stuff. I mean, the, the the jersey thing is very interesting. They have opened up the single-digit uniforms to linebackers and and wide receivers, and everyone's going to be fighting for number one and number two, and you know, they're old college uniforms. But what I found so fascinating about this, I, I didn't know this rule existed until this rule got approved yesterday. But if you're a player and you change your jersey number for next year you have to buy all your excess jerseys that are hanging around the warehouses for the NFL shop. You have to buy out the jerseys. But if you say, I'm going to change my uniform in two years from now, that gives the NFL enough time to still sell your jersey for next year. So there's a a big financial component uh, to this. And guys have to decide, is it worth changing their jersey if they have to spring for 4,000 jerseys of their old number? So not only do you have to decide if you want to change your number, Ben, you have to call around to warehouses Throughout the world, how many do you have? How many do you have of my jersey? How much are you selling them for? That's a lot of work for these players. They and then, this- like, okay, you just bought three thousand of your own jerseys, and you're gonna and you change the numbers. So, what are you gonna <laughs> do with them? It's it's a fascinating dilemma. Um, is there a rule, Ben, that was not approved uh, that you expected to get uh, approved, or maybe it's been tabled for uh, for years to come? The, the only thing that surprised me, frankly, was that they did approve this rule that gave the expanded um, uh, responsibilities to the replay judge. I, I actually didn't think the NFL was going to move that far. Uh, they had a bunch of fun proposals, and basically all the fun ones got voted down. And, and I, I think I did see that coming just because the NFL, like a lot of these owners, they, they don't do change lightly. And, you know, instituting fourth and 15 as an alternative for the onside kick sounds great. I love it. It'd be a lot of fun. You know, it might make the NFL look a little arena footballish. So I think the, the the owners are always kind of wary of that. The sky judge, as I said before, the NFL does not really want to take that step if they don't have to. And instead, they they created a half measure. You know, the Bills had an interesting proposal about the timeline for when you can hire coaches. They 
They think it's a distraction for their coaches who are in a playoff run to be interviewing for jobs. And maybe they're at a, you're at a disadvantage if you make it all the way to the Super Bowl and a hiring team just wants to move on for the NFL table and all that stuff. So we've seen it the last two years. There, there have been fewer proposals and the NFL has um, accepted fewer proposals. Just with COVID, they're not trying to rock the boat. They're trying to keep things as normal as possible. Hey, Ben, if you would asked me a couple of years ago, I would have said the onside kick is gone. It's going to be gone within five years. Too dangerous. Player safety. Now it almost seems like they're trying to make it work, and I I wouldn't bet against it sticking around for years to come. Am I wrong in that, Ben? No, and and you know that's another area where they approved of a half measure. You know, fourth and fifteen would have would have taken a, a blowtorch to the onside kick. Uh, instead, they're like, let's see if we can bring the play back. You know, they changed the, the kickoff rules so much because of health and safety that it rendered the onside kick completely, um, you know, impossible to recover. I think the numbers I saw were that four of 67 onside kicks last year were recovered. That's like 5%. You need more than that. You need the play to be competitive again. So they instituted this half measure where they're limiting the number of players the defense can have in the box. You can now only have nine players in the box. The offense can only have five on either side, so you know maybe that maybe that measure will will help improve the odds of the onside kick. It's just a one year thing. Uh, the fourth and fifteen will always be around, and if they just can't get the onside kick, you know, back to a competitive play, then I think you know then they'll seriously look at fourth and fifteen. But they don't want to just take that major step. They want to see if they can fix the play first. Ben, I'm going to give you a chance to be wrong. What do you think Bill Belichick and the Patriots do? on draft night well that's an area of specialty uh, especially uh, being wrong about the Patriots <laughs> in the draft is my specialty look I, I think the the play is for the quarterback is definitely there I don't think there are as many teams in front of them that want you know the final two quarterbacks whoever they may end up being whether it's Lance and Fields maybe Matt Jones but uh, I think a lot of teams would like to trade out of their picks and I think the Patriots really have to be more worried about the teams behind them trading up in front of them for a quarterback like a Washington or a Pittsburgh or New Orleans than you know Atlanta Philly Carolina I, don't, I just don't see these teams being in it right now so of course you know the play is there for the Patriots to go get Trey Lance and I think that'd be terrific sit him beside Kim uh, Newton for a year maybe even find a role for Trey Lance you know while maybe do the two quarterback thing like the Saints did with, with Taysom Hill and Drew Brees I, you know so I would like the Patriots to make a bold move um, to get one of these quarterbacks and I think the opportunity is there that said this is the Patriots they'll probably take a guard from Rutgers you know with the <laughs> Um, and I do like the idea, too, of maybe they take a real player at 15, but you, they can always trade up into the back end of the first round. Go get number 31 and go get Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask or whoever they like there. So to me, it's a major disappointment if the Patriots don't come out of the first two days of the draft, the first three rounds, if they don't have a quarterback, because clearly they just don't have the answer on their roster. And they can't keep doing this where they're just – kind of hoping and praying that a quarterback falls in their lap. They need to be bold and go do something about it. If you could pull the fans right now, who do you think they would pick to be their quarterback next year and maybe into the future? Cam Newton, uh, rookie quarterback, or trade back for Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, Jimmy G is the guy that I think fans realistically want as the answer. I just don't think it's going to happen this year. I just get the sense... The Niners feel they have a championship caliber roster and they're not ready to turn that team over to some rookie, especially coming off a COVID year and a, you know, a strange pre-draft process. So I think they're serious about keeping Garoppolo. I think he'll be, he, he'll, I do think he'll be in play next off season, but I just don't 
see it right now. The Patriots fans are not into Cam Newton. There's been a lot mm-hmm. of unrest from the fans. Like, this is the best that you guys could do again after the season that Cam just had. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But clearly, rookie, you know, the, the fans are ready for the team to invest in a rookie. I don't get the sense that they necessarily want Fields over Lance or anything of that nature. I keep hearing that Lance would be a tremendous fit for the Patriots offense. Again, he's a guy who needs to sit. So that's, you know, no pressure situation with the Patriots. Cam can play for this year and then and Trey Lance can sit. But the fans overwhelmingly want this team to go big, go bold, uh, and invest in a quarterback. Well, Ben, I'm rooting for you. I don't want you to be wrong. I want you to be right. You're right about a whole lot. Ben Volan, senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. A lot of great insights on the rule changes in the NFL and what the Patriots may or may not do. Thanks, Ben. All right. Thanks a lot. Guys, that's kind of... I was a little surprised by that. I thought he was going to say... Rookie quarterback. Patriots fans want a fresh start. Get one of these rookie quarterbacks. There are a lot of dynamic ones in the the draft. Um, But I guess Jimmy G... One man. What's the what's the quote? One man's what is another man's what? <laughs> I don't know. I forgot the garbage. Quote. One treasure. Man's, yeah, trash like, is another man's treasure. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. I didn't want to call anyone trash. If it's not, that should be because that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it matches. Yeah, but I guess it could be McLovin. Wasn't Jimmy G like the gold in San Francisco? Did they pay him like eighty million dollars? <laughs> Wasn't he the one true answer a quarterback just three years ago? Took him to the Super Bowl. What happened to all that? I don't know. You got to win it. If, if he handed off it. to Raheem Mostert about two more times, you got a ring. The pass down the middle of the field, right at the end. McLovin? Doesn't it feel, though, and I know I think everyone in this room feels this way, that if the Niners take Mac Jones at number three, it's almost like they're drafting Kirk Cousins at number three. <laughs> the Kirk Cousins, I feel like everyone says Kyle Shanahan's ideal quarterback is Kirk Cousins. And I wonder if that makes him... Mad at all. Not that Kirk Cousins, I, Kirk Cousins, I think, is an underrated quarterback. I think he is legitimately a top 10 quarterback. I, is he properly rated? He seems like, you know, some guys are not overrated or underrated. He seems properly rated. He's kind of like know. ranked like 13th in the league or something. But I think most people would put him in the 20s, don't you think? When they talk about Kirk Cousins, they're like, Kirk Cousins, he's 20s. Can't win on prime time. 10, 10 feel, top 10 feels gaudy for Kirk Cousins. I mean, if you want to list them, we could do it in the break or now. I think you could get to 10 pretty quick. All right, we can do that. You look at some of the numbers. I know stats lie, but passing yards, passing touchdowns deep down the field. With a team that has a heavy run game, he was able to make a lot of impact in the passing game and do it without one of their top receivers from last year, Stephon Diggs, and bring along a rookie, Justin Jefferson, who probably wouldn't have been able to do that without a good quarterback on his side. I can make a case for Kirk Cousins' top 10. Uh, I also want you guys to make a case because I've already said that I am totally on board with any new crazy rule change in any sport, quite honestly. I have a lot of them for baseball that my friends have heard over and over and over again. And maybe I will stick you with here today at some point. Um, We should do that, though. We should do a a rule change. You all come up with a rule change. Us four? You four. We come up with one. Okay. You come up with one. one. And what I'll do is I'll rule good rule, bad rule. We'll do good that. rule, bad rule, Seaton. That sounds like a segment. Good rule, bad rule. Do we need music for good rule, bad rule, or are we just yeah. going to leave it on natural? What kind of music do you have in, in mind? 
I'll get, I'll come up with something special just for uh, oh. just for this special music <laughs> for good rule, bad rule. I like it. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. If you like where Mercedes-Benz has been, you're going to like where they're going. With a full range of EVs now available at your local dealer, Mercedes-Benz is turning electric completely on its head. Experience the all-electric EQB, a versatile luxury SUV that can seat as many as seven. The brilliantly advanced and superbly equipped EQE SUV, positively alive with groundbreaking technology. The inspired EQE, the electric sedan, with energizing comfort features that 
recharge you. The boundlessly capable EQS SUV, a vehicle that takes luxury and innovation to places they've never been before. And of course, the magnificent EQS, the flagship of all EVs, delivering the Mercedes electric experience on a truly epic scale. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at your local dealer or mbusa.com slash EQ. The Knicks are good. Or they're kind of good, Polly. I mean, have you noticed something? That, can you smell it in the air? Because I haven't noticed this in about a decade, maybe over a decade. <laughs> Knicks fans are out again. They're out in the community. They're talking. They're on social media. Fritzy's wearing a Knicks sweatshirt that he got for free probably in 07, and he hasn't worn since, I'm guessing, the Carmelo Anthony. I had to dig back into the deep recesses of the closet. There was some cobwebs and some, you know, a little bit of a mustiness going yeah, on. But you know what? Balls. We dusted off, and uh, we'll see what happens here. But uh, this is a good day Good day to, to wear, the, uh, wear the Knicks up. I, I, if you asked me to name Knicks, I'd probably say like John Starks yeah. and Mark Jackson and Oakley and Ewing and people like that, the Louis Orr, Rory Sparrow. McLovin? I, I'm a Sixers fan. I want to put that, but but the Knicks are not good. We all know this, right? They've beaten a bunch right. of load management or scrub teams. They're Julius Randle and seven G League players. But they, they don't need to be good. They just need to be not bad. But, they, I mean, you have to understand, half these guys were on the Bakerfield Jam and the Delaware 87ers last year. They're <laughs> not like a robust NBA lineup. Seaton? Don't take anything that Andrew is saying seriously right now. Okay, this is nothing more than a Sixers fan wanting the attention back on mm. Philadelphia rather than the New York Knicks. And a Sixers fan yeah. who lives in Brooklyn and likes to attach himself lightly to the Nets. Correct. As long as the Bucks aren't playing. Right. Well, right. You, you guys are right. We should get the Knicks talk in because those five playoff games they play before bowing out uh, will go quickly. So we should get the talk in right They now. would kill to have five playoff games. They, See what you did there quickly? Who hit the three? Oh. Hello. Boom. Coming from a Lions fan, five playoff games sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. But isn't that's it like that with some century. franchises? Like the Oakland A's have won 11 in a row. I don't yeah. know if they're a contender. And the, the Phoenix Suns, you know, they're almost in first or they're right close to first. If, the relevancy makes you feel better as a fan. And, you know, you obviously want to win the title. Relevancy just yeah. feels better. Are, do you guys buy into the fact that Basketball is better. The NBA is better when the Knicks are good or the Celtics are good or in the NFL. The NFL is better when the Cowboys are good, which hasn't happened for a while. Do you guys buy that? I think I kind of do. I think I kind of do. It's, I think that sports are better when the bigger markets are doing well and are getting taken down by smaller markets. Yeah, the Knicks are also easy to cover. All the media is within a couple blocks of them. They have their own network. Celebrities still go to their games when they stink, and when they're good, every celebrity comes out of the woodwork. McLovin's shaking his head. Well, I feel like the NBA has proven small markets could be big. Like Everyone would stay up to watch the Warriors, and then when that team broke apart, the ratings nosedived, and everyone loved when LeBron was in Cleveland. So I'm not sure you need the big markets. I almost wonder if we're just old. Because Wait, people are, now would say, oh, the, why is basketball better if the Knicks are good? The Knicks have never been good. Why is that good? We can't refer to San Francisco as a small market. No. Well, Golden State, is is that the whole San Francisco? I don't know, because you were out there. It's like, I don't know. I feel, yeah, I mean, they like were Oakland. Oakland, but they were bad for so long. And and Oakland, a lot of times, does get over overlooked. Like the Oakland A's, 11-game winning streak. The bigger story out in San Francisco and the Bay Area is, I'm sure, the Giants... Exceeding expectations. Haven't won 11 in a row, but the Giants are the bigger club out there. 
So That's yeah, like New York with the Nets and the Knicks. The Nets exactly. are always the B team to the Knicks. Yeah, you would never say Brooklyn is a small market, but they are still overshadowed a little but bit. But going back to the Knicks, it, it feels like, like McLovin said, they're not great. They're not contending, but they feel like they have somewhat likable players. They don't have a bunch of overpaid guys who are past their prime. Like, no offense, Penny Hardaway, Steve Francis, in the days where they'd pay some guy after he got injured. You're saying they're likable. Likeable, they're a likable Knicks team. Yeah, you don't know them. Nobody knows them except for Julius Randle. But uh, yeah, likable. Fritzy, if they lose three in a row, will you will you put that? Uh, It'll go right back in the hangar, right back in, the in storage. And the likable Knicks, you have to remove yourself from the owner, which seems to be a very unlikable character. But you know, if you want to root for the Knicks, that's also going to pad the pockets of uh, Mr. Dolan, which some people would prefer not to. Their moment in the sun, we'll give them that. Uh, did you guys brainstorm any rule changes? So, uh, McLovin? Yeah, there's, wait, I think for this game, we have to take off the fumble out of the end zone because nobody on earth likes that word. You know, there is one person on earth who likes that. Sims? Role. Yeah, he's done it on this show with yeah. you guys. Yes. Yeah. It's annoying. Okay, so, but mine is, there's a small penalty on a kickoff at a punter when the gunner runs out of bounds and it's a 15-yard penalty. That drives me insane. Do you guys know that rule where the guy, the guy who on the kickoff team runs out of bounds and he draws a flag uh, because they say if you run out of bounds, you'll get a full head of steam. It's totally nuts. So what you you want to allow them to fully go as yeah. far out of bounds as they want and come back? Yeah, in. they can weave in and out of the coaching staff. I think that'd be awesome. First <laughs> of all. But second of all, I mean, it takes a long time to run out of bounds. It's not like you get this huge advantage. Anything to get less flags on punt plays. I will do anything for it because it's the worst. If you allow that, though, players who are on the sidelines yes. right? have to be blocked. Just lay that guy out. Can hit. Are you okay with that? I'm totally like the old Jet staff. They yes. used to form a wall and trip like three. Out. Yes, okay. I say make it all in play. Good rule. So I'm going to give that a good rule. You're then. approving that one. I'm approving that rule. Uh, so basically, everyone on all 53 on both sides are in play during the punt. Exactly. That's fantastic. If you're going to go on the sidelines, you can do that. You're going to get hit. You're I think assistant coaches, too. He may want to stick a foot out. Totally. Whatever. Yeah. The, the guys in the big jacket, too. You know, <laughs> those guys. Uh, I like it. Good rule. All right. Well, well done. Uh, Fritzy, you got uh, one? Yes. I can't stand the running, the guy trying to cross the pylon and get a, you know, and score. And then the penalty is the other team gets it at the 20-yard line that you're getting penalized. I, I, don't, I cannot stand I think at the worst, you got to put the ball 10 yards away or 20 yards away. Is, you're, you're talking about the fumble out of the end zone touchback for the other team, yes. right? Yes, well, I think, which I think is way too harsh a penalty. McLovin just said that. I just said that. We shouldn't even discuss that I thought one. you were talking more about the running out on the sidelines guy during a during a special teams play. He wasn't. Well, I said he that. that I, I thought that rule was <laughs> even Ivan knows the time wasn't listening to the segment. He wasn't. Uh-uh. Although, if we are going to put that in, into play, I'm going to say no, you know what? Because we said that that's not allowed. Bad rule change. I don't even know what the rule change would be. But, but where but. would you where would you put the ball if you if you if you were you know, not to if you're gonna make it this such could a big be the penalty. whole this could be the whole show this could be the whole show. Uh, you know I've always thought with that rule if we are gonna do the fumble out of the end zone whatever da 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 I think that you should get the ball back at like the the five yard line or something like that. Actually I don't I don't know I don't know that seems about reasonable. But you got to keep the ball. It seems uh, it seems very punitive to give the the ball to the other team, but. Uh, but uh, no, Fritzy, we're not even discussing that one. No good rule or bad rule. Seaton, do you have one? Yeah, I would change the rule um, where on a punt or a kickoff, you can't run out of bounds and come back in. <laughs> I would do that one. Sorry. Uh, no, I have a rule. What I would think you should be able to do is trade draft picks for information. Ooh. 
So, for example, right? Say you're the 49ers and you call up the Jets and you're like, hey, look, I'll give you a sixth rounder if you just tell me who you're taking. (laughs) Who are you taking number two in the draft? And then I won't tell anybody, but if I give you this sixth round pick, you have to take the person you say or I get my pick back. Okay, and then the Falcons at the four spot could call up the 49ers and say, we'll give you a sixth if you tell us so we can plan our strategy. And then they're going to be like, well, how about a fifth? Okay, cool. And then everyone knows. Yeah, did you just trade? You could trade draft picks for information if the other team is willing to do that. I wish the Bears could have done that a few years ago with the Niners and Trubisky. It'd have to be more than you just get your pick back, though, I think. It's like, you'd ha- I'll give you a fourth-round pick for this information. If you don't pick that guy, though, I get a third-rounder back. Okay. Yeah, that's even better. Look at McLovin. But why don't you just tell the team you're going to take a guy who you know will already be gone, so you're lying you take it. You say, "Oh, we're going to take this guy who's going in the second round." So there's going to be so much gamesmanship. Yeah. Okay. I want to see it play out. I want to see it play out. Good rule approved. Yes. Seating your rules in. Yes. Paulie. All right. I'm going to go quick, but I, I brought this up a long time ago, and Dan kind of liked it. Uh, a starting position player should have to handle all kicking on a football team. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all-Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQE. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 